Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There is a good reason why most video games have happy endings, because people want to roll the credits on a game with a big smile on their face, rather than, you know, being left utterly drained and disturbed at what they've just witnessed. I'm looking at you, The Last of Us Part 2. But sometimes a less than sunny ending is simply unavoidable where the dramatic integrity of a story is concerned. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 gaming endings that get worse the more you think about it. And by the way, worse doesn't mean that they're terrible objectively, I'm just saying that these endings saw the bloom come off the rose pretty bloody quickly. Number 10. Jack Marston is probably doomed to repeat his father's fate. Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption ends with the heartbreaking demise of gunslinger protagonist John Marston before an epilogue shifts the perspective to his young son Jack a few years later. Jack, now greatly resembling his late father, tracks down the Bureau of Investigation officer responsible for his death, Edgar Ross, and promptly murders him. On a superficial level, it's a satisfyingly cathartic postscript to the main story, albeit one that also spells out a rather likely nasty, brutish, and short future for our young Jack here. Though there's no denying that Jack Jack was forced to toughen up after losing his father and then his mother, he's hardly become the calloused outlaw that John was within a mere three-year time skip. After all, we can assume that Jack spent much of his time caring for his ailing mother rather than chewing toothpicks and shooting bottles. It's pretty reasonable to assume that Jack then is hardly cut out for this life, and is likely going to be gunned down by one of Ross's family members or associates. That, or he'd otherwise end up on the business end of a rogue's gun through sheer lack of preparation, given his father's absence in his most formative and important years. Number 9. Gex has sex with a human woman. Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. Crystal Dynamics's is 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 platformer franchise Gex may never have reached the popularity and iconic status of its contemporaries such as Crash Bandicoot, but the trilogy was still a charming and irreverently good time. The third and to date final game in the series, Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko, starred the titular anthropomorphic Gecko opposite his lover and colleague Agent Extra, who in a series of amusing live action FMV sequences is played by Playboy model Marlise Andrada. This already substantially weird combination of digital gecko and tangible human reaches its deranged apex in the game's ending cutscene. The day has finally been saved and Gex is in his bedroom with a lingerie-clad agent extra. Gex then turns his attention to her and declares, it's tail time, with the clear implication being that Gex and extra will have interspecies sex. Mercifully, that happens off-screen. For a platformer largely aimed at young children, what a truly bizarre and unsettling implication this was. And that's not to ignore the possibility of Extra falling pregnant and giving birth to some sort of weird human-gecko hybrid. At least if the series ever gets rebooted, Son of Gex, well, it basically writes itself as a starting point. 
Number 8. A ton of people definitely drowned in Station Square. Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure may be a bit rough around the edges today, but it's still one of the best entries into the franchise, and is the first main Sonic game to make the leap to 3D, which also makes it one of the most important. Now, Sonic and dark, depressing endings don't really go hand in hand, though Sonic Adventure's apocalyptic climax curiously downplays the obvious devastation that was left in its wake. At the end of the game, the final boss, Perfect Chaos, shows up and floods the heavily populated metropolis of Station Square, near immediately plunging large portions of it underwater. Even though Super Sonic, of course, defeats Perfect Chaos and saves the day, the game curiously ends with Station Square still a waterlogged hellhole before Tails makes the tone-deaf closing quip, all's well that ends well, right? All's well that ends well, right? Both he and the game as a whole wildly gloss over the fact that clearly a lot of people were just drowned by perfect chaos. Beyond that, there'll be mass hospitalizations, extensive displacement as people's homes have been destroyed, and unfathomable economic damage. But all's well that ends well, right, Tails? Get in the bloody sea, you idiot. Number 7. Conker is trapped in a self-destructive death spiral. Conker's Bad Fur Day It's no secret at all that the ending to Conker's Bad Fur Day is a bleak one, but it's also even worse than you might actually immediately recall. The delightfully subversive and profane N64 platformer ends with Conker saving the day and being crowned king of the land, but also stewing in a pit of self-loathing for failing to save the love of his life, Berry. During Conker's late-game fourth-wall-breaking interactions with the game's developers, he forgets to ask them to bring the recently murdered Berry back to life, blowing his brief shot at true happiness as the developers suddenly disappear without a trace. In the closing moments, Conker laments, you don't really know what it is you have until it's gone, before a post credit scene depicts Conker heading back to his hard boozing ways, albeit now with a shiny crown atop his head. The unfortunate implication really is that Conker isn't long for this world, stuck presiding over a land that he has little love for, surrounded by sycophants that he despises, and with access to all the alcohol he can chug, he's clearly locked in a self-destructive death spiral. Conker is destined to die in the near future, seemingly confirmed by the fact that Rare originally ended the game with Conker committing suicide by shooting himself in the head. Number 6. You're the bad guy, Braid Jonathan Blow's ingenious puzzle platformer Braid concludes with the jaw-dropping revelation that you're hardly a chivalrous adventurer risking life and limb to rescue your beloved damsel in distress from a horrible monster. Instead, protagonist Tim is revealed to be the very monster the princess is fleeing from, while the knight that she appeared to be running from is really her saviour. Though Braid ultimately keeps narrative specifics to a vague minimum, that really only allows its stunner of an ending to leave a deeper impression with players. It's a reveal that, beyond this single moment, causes players to rethink the entirety of the game and their time spent playing this character, who, unbeknownst to them, was actually a secret douchebag all along. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates Fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, the Kokiri are goners. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is one of the greatest video games ever made, no question about that, though its seemingly happy ending harbors a much darker truth. Now, During the game, it's explained that Link has been raised into adulthood by the Kokiri, a tribe of children who never grow up and live in the Kokiri forest under the supervision of the Great Deku Tree. The Kokiri flatly states that they will die if they leave the forest, and so it's rather puzzling that they show up in Ocarina arena of time's end credit sequence, having a celebratory dance at the Lon Lon Ranch, which definitely is not the Kakiri Forest. Fans have debated this one fervently over the years, with some believing the scene simply isn't canon but a fantastical end credits gag, while others have rather generously suggested that the Kakiri's belief was an incorrect superstition, and that they can in fact survive away from the forest. But there's a far more plausible, if rather depressing, suggestion that the Kakiri won't immediately die upon exiting the forest, but have simply surrendered their quasi-immortality and will now age just as any regular person would. Given that the Kakiri's presence in the Zelda franchise has been incredibly scarce ever since, it's reasonable to assume they sadly went extinct. Number 4. The Cliffhanger Will Never Be Resolved Deus Ex Mankind Divided When Deus Ex Mankind Divided was released back in 2016, it was largely well received by critics and fans, despite many taking exception to its rather abrupt ending. Eidos Montreal basically pulled a Halo 2 and assured players that Adam Jensen would finish the fight in the next game. Mankind Divided ended just when it was building a head of dramatic steam, leaving audiences hanging with Adam's pursuit of the Illuminati and basically rolling the credits right in the middle of the story. This wouldn't have been so eternally awful were it not for the fact that, five years later, a sequel still isn't in production. Mankind Divided was a commercial disappointment for publisher Square Enix upon release, causing them to pump the brakes on a planned follow-up, and while they insist the series isn't dead, the silence itself has been rather deafening. Number 3. Humanity is probably extinct Final Fantasy VII It's fair to say that the storytelling in the Final Fantasy franchise is dense, convoluted, and often highly confusing, enough so that when Final Fantasy VII rolled its end credits, many were left totally confused. The final sequence shows the livestream combining with Holy to destroy Sephiroth's meteor summon, seemingly saving the planet, but we never actually see the entire outcome before we fade to black. The final epilogue scene plays out after the credits and is set 500 years 
years in the future. And here we see Red 13 and his two cubs staring out over Midgar's ruins, which are now covered in greenery. This suggests that the planet has been healed and effectively reclaimed by nature, which sounds like a happy enough ending, right? Well, that is until you consider those final images in a wider context and do some reading between the lines. Even accepting the fact that we never learn what happens to Cloud and the other surviving heroes, the planet 500 years on certainly seems bereft of any signs of human life. The implication seems to be that humanity was completely wiped out by Holy, which has the power to cleanse the planet of all threats. Though the faint sound of children giggling can be heard playing over the final title, this seems to be less a suggestion that humanity has endured, more than a haunting reminder of what has been lost. And if you're still on the fence, in a 2005 interview, game director Yoshinori Kitase literally said, all the human beings are destroyed. Doesn't get much more concrete than that. Number 2. Nate has to lie to his daughter about murdering thousands of people. Uncharted 4 A Thief's End As the maybe final entry into the Nathan Drake story, Uncharted 4 delivered a largely satisfying finale, ending with a superficially moving years later epilogue where Nate and Elena sit their adolescent daughter Cassie down to explain their prior life of adventuring. And it's a sweet ending until you remember that Nate's adventures in particular were defined less by harmless feats of daring do and more the systematic murder of a few thousand people. Literally, IGN ran the numbers and surmised that across the first three games alone, Nate was responsible for 1,829 deaths. And when you include both Uncharted 4 and the PS Vita exclusive Uncharted Golden Abyss, that number surely edges well over 2,000. We can only assume that Nate will circumscribe this aspect of his adventures, offering up a sanitized version for Cassie that paints him in a more heroic, humanitarian light. But this also has altogether more harmful potential, as given the implication that Cassie may follow in her father's footsteps, possibly even getting her own spin-off game down the line, not playing straight with her is incredibly risky. If Cassie ends up over her head because her father didn't explain the very real dangers of a treasure hunter's life, then he might have to come out of retirement to go rescue her, and the question is, will he be able to do so? And number one, it's really all about male privilege. 12 Minutes By the time the end credits roll on the recent mystery thriller 12 Minutes, you probably imagine that it can't get any worse. You know what? Think again. The game, which follows a man trapped in a time loop, concludes with the nauseating revelation that the woman he's married to is his half-sister, and for good measure, she's also pregnant with his child. It's certainly a shocking and unexpected twist, one which has proven massively divisive with players and critics alike. Some fascinating think pieces have been written about the game, which delve deeper into its themes and context. But one of the more interesting theories which makes 12 minutes an even bleaker game suggests that it effectively is a metaphor for misogyny and ultimately male privilege. 12 minutes repeatedly allows the husband to either directly abuse his wife, even drugging or stabbing her, or otherwise watch horrible abuse of her happen in order to make sense of his own trauma. A woman's suffering is here merely just a device for which a man can overcome his troubles. And while that's certainly provocative and pretty complex ground for a game to cover, opinion is heavily divided on whether 12 Minutes is merely a game about misogyny or actually a misogynistic title itself. Either way, it's far more interesting and twisted than simply the headline-grabbing ickiness of incest. It is a clever, if perhaps troubling, use of the time loop to depict the cyclical nature of domestic violence and female oppression. And you don't get much bleaker than that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.